Good to be in the house of the Lord again this evening. And we are going uh, back into our study in the book of Colossians. So turn with me to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Tonight we're going to be looking at verses 12, 13, and 14. And in chapter 3 we have been looking at some um, actions that we need to take. In chapter 3... Verse 2, the scripture tells us that we need to set our mind on things above. And a few weeks ago we were talking about that and how we need to make sure that we intentionally do that. We do that on purpose. Just like setting our car radio to a certain station. We set our mind on things above. We make sure that we diligently do that because without that the world will seep in and creep in and and take over if we're not careful. So in verse 2 it tells us to set our mind on things above. In verse 5 it tells us that we're put to put some things to death. And it literally it means to kill some things in our life. To snuff them out so that they will not have life in our life. We are to put to death your members which are on the earth. Fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness which is idolatry. Those things we have to put to death in our life. And then, in verse 8, it says we are to put off some things. Uh, and, and the image is taking them off like a, a robe or a coat. When you come inside uh, and it's cold outside and warm inside and you've got a coat on when you come in, you take those things off. So uh, here it says we are to put these things off, anger, at wrath, malice, blasphemy, Filthy language out of your mouth. And then, as we get down to verse 12, it tells us there, it gives us another, um, another action. We First of all, we set our mind on some things, and we put some things to death, and we put off some things, and now we are to put on some things. So what we're looking at tonight is the things that the Christians, that Christians are to put on. So... Our two, three verses this, this evening are beginning in verse 12, chapter 3, the letter to the Colossians. Paul says, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Tonight, these are the things the Christians are supposed to put on. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you so much for what you do in and around us and allow us to be a part of. Father, you are an amazing God. And Lord, when we put you first, when we seek you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, not only are you found by us, but Lord, you work in and through us. So we praise you for that. We don't deserve you, but you love us. And we thank you for it. God, tonight as we spend this time in your word, teach us of how we are to, to make sure that we add these things to our life. Lord, in the Scripture, it's already told us what we need to take out. But Father, here's some things that we need to add to. 
So thank you for these. Help us to, to seek to live in a righteous way before you. In Jesus' name, amen. The things the Christians are to put on, or the Christians put on, these are the things that we're supposed to, to look toward and try to increase in our life. Beginning in verse 12, it says, Therefore, as the elect of God, uh, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies. So the first thing that we need to put on are mercies. Put on mercies. Now going back and looking at this verse, it says, um, as the elect of God. And really, the way that I would phrase that if I were writing it is because you are the children of God, put these things on. It's the same type of language, and what it, and, but for me, it just made, it more, made more sense for me to read it that way. When it says, as the elect of God, it could say, because you are the elect of God, because you are a child of God, you must do these things. These are, it's not something that we, we have a choice of whether or not to do. Because we are uh, God's children, we need to behave in a fashion that pleases Him, and in order to do that, we must put these things on. So, he says, we are holy and beloved, but what we do when it says put on these things, that's a decided action. When we get up in the morning time, just imagine, you're, you're getting dressed to, to go to Walmart or to go to the hairdressers or to go to work or maybe you've got somewhere important to go so you, you want to look your best. So you, you get up, you get cleaned up, you open up your closet and then you start choosing things that you want to put on. Hey, I, I picked this outfit. I choose this outfit. I'm, this matches with this. I'm going to get this going. I'm, these shoes go with it. All those things. You make those decisions to put these things on in order to look your best for wherever you are going. And this is the same idea with putting these things on. Because you are a, a child of God, you make the conscious decision to put these things on. And it says, first of all, that we need to put on tender mercies. All right, tender mercies, not just mercies, all right? Because mercy, to, to identify mercy or define it, mercy is not getting what you deserve to get, all right? So that, that's what mercy means, it's not getting what you deserve to get. Somebody gives you mercy, they don't give you justice, they, they give you something that you don't deserve, which may be forgiveness. But to do it tenderly, Listen, listen to that for just a moment. Tender mercies. How often is someone hurt by someone who is not being tender? All right, think about that. When you are harsh in your words, in your statements, when you are hard in your, the line of thinking that you are uh, going down, you know, you can say the right thing in the wrong way. So we've got to make sure that when we are speaking, when we are behaving, when we are interacting, no matter where we are, that we do incl include uh, some tenderness in that. Not that we are soft, but that we use kids' gloves sometimes where kids' gloves are needed. So whenever you're thinking about your relationships with other people, whenever you are dealing with them on a personal level, understand that being right, even in being right, 
you can be wrong in your delivery. Make sure that you are putting on tender mercies. Forgiveness is a, a mercy. Uh, whenever, you, whenever you are giving somebody a mercy, don't hold it over their head and say, well, I did this for you. That's, you know, that's, that's not very tender. Not very gracious either. Tender mercies. And it says kindnesses. Kindness it goes right along with mercies. It's kind of in the same family there. Uh, being kind one to another. And then it says humility. Humility is, is a, one of the Christian properties that we need to make sure that we understand and, and promote in our lifestyle. Being humble before Almighty God. Being humble before His people. Seeking, Paul says, uh, he, would, he would be whatever He needed to be for the people so that He could bring the gospel to them. And he says, I, uh, he, was, he was seeking to be humble in their midst in order to be able to carry the gospel to them, because if you're a, if you're a braggadocious, if you are a person uh, building all of these things up, who's going to listen whenever you start presenting the Lord Jesus? You see, humility is a something that you've got to decide to put on. You know, we all want to build ourselves up. We all want to um, make sure we're noticed and that sort of thing. But that's a that's a human reaction. That's a natural desire. And that's one of the things that we've got to put off. We've got to put off the self-centeredness. We've got to put on humility, meekness, and long-suffering. Meekness is just another part of humility. Making sure that you are not overbearing and that you want to express your will or your concerns or your ways over somebody else's. And long-suffering means that you put up with a whole lot of stuff. You bear with those that are around you. You are putting on these mercies, and you can go back to the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5 and look at those that are there, that are listed, and, and they, they work wonderfully together with this group. Uh, there's a couple that are mentioned in there, and you see these are things, again, that we've got to, you have to add to. It's a, it's a decided action that you put these things on so now we go into the verse 13 the first thing that we put on is mercies the second thing that we put on is forgiveness bearing with one another and forgiving one another whenever you're talking about bearing with one another you know not everybody's like me I, and I try to understand that sometimes I can't comprehend it I want everybody to be like me and like the things that I like and do the things that I do and all those kinds of things but some people just aren't and it's hard for me sometimes maybe to get along better with somebody like that because we, maybe there's some differences there. But not that I'm right, not that they're right, but you know we've got to find middle ground, so we've got to bear with one another. I may do things that somebody else doesn't like, so we've got to kind of work through and find the middle ground bearing with one another because we are brothers and sisters in Christ. And then especially when there's something going on. If anyone has a complaint against another, the Scripture says, forgive one another. Yeah, we've all got complaints. Every one of us. You know the old saying, how are you doing today? Well, it ain't no sense in complaining because nobody's listening. 
Uh, and we, we say that all the time because that's very much true. But every one of us has a complaint. I mean, if we had a complaint box that back there in the, in the foyer of the church and, and it was anonymous, you could fill a card out and drop it in there and that sort of thing, wouldn't it be full if everybody actually put, wrote down their complaints? Well, yeah, we've all got complaints, but the, the thing is, you may complain about me, I may complain about you, but in, in, the, in the mix of things, we've got to come together. Because we can't work together if we're not willing to, to let some things slide here and there and work with one another, forgiving one another, the Scripture says, even as Christ forgave you. You see, we are not like Christ. He wants us to be so much better than we are. And we're not. And yet, He forgives us when we ask for forgiveness. Because His desire is to work in and through us. Forgiveness is a must for the Christian. So you also must do. So we put on mercies. We put on forgiveness, and in verse 14, we put on love. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. We put on love. But listen to the way that that idea or that subject is introduced. But above all these things, but above all the tender mercies, kindnesses, humility, meekness, and long-suffering, Above bearing with one another, above forgiving one another, is loving one another. That's the very top item on the to-do list. Love one another. It's the most important thing. As a matter of fact, without that, you can't have all the rest. It's like the first step on the ladder going up to the roof. Without that first step, you don't make it to the second step or the third, or the fourth. You put on love first and foremost. And you can go back to 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 13. Go back there with me, and let's look at those items that are talked about in the love chapter. This is read a lot of times at weddings. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4, begins this way, Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy, love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. So there, putting on love. Above all things, when you put on love, that's the first step toward tender mercies. When you put on love, that's the first step toward forgiveness. And Paul finishes that verse, verse 14 of chapter 3. He said, love is the bond of perfection. The bond of perfection. If we want to be perfect... It begins with love. If we want to be like Jesus, it begins with love. When I think of looking into the Scripture and seeking to define love, yes, I go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 
but I also go to 1 John. I go to 1 John chapter 4 because the word love in those five short chapters is mentioned dozens of times. Just listen to these few verses in chapter 4 verse 16 through verse 2 or verse 3 of chapter 5. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and whoever loves him who begot also loves him who is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. Love, 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 love. All throughout the book of 1 John. You see, if we want to be perfect... The scripture tells us it begins with love. If we want to put on all the things that Christians need to put on, it begins with love. When we love one another, we will show each other mercy and forgiveness because of that love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed him in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's God's grace and mercy there. God's grace allowing us salvation, giving us freedom in Christ, giving us life, and not giving us what we deserve, which is death. God's mercy shown in His love, which is exactly what we are to put on as brothers and sisters in Christ. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank You again for your love shown to us and that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. We thank you for providing for us in the way that you do. Thank you for putting us together with other brothers and sisters in Christ that we can be strengthened and helped in our times of need. Father, tonight, all the things that we need to put on to show ourselves as the Christians that we are. Help us to put them on. You are our King, our Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.